Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me on tonight's episode is one of my co-hosts in crime, Mr. Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, it's uh, going quite well, and uh, hello out there, everyone. Excellent. Um, All right, well, uh, again... Uh, we have to start this episode with uh, in memoriam segment, and this one's a big one um, for for us Canadians and for the Brits, of course, and all the other Commonwealth countries. Uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, II has passed away uh, today. I believe she was ninety six years old, and seemed seemed quite sudden because um, as of two days ago. Uh, she was uh, meeting the new prime minister of Britain, like the like uh, I know Boris Johnson and I can't remember the new PM's name. Um, they actually uh, Liz Truss. Yeah, yeah, they actually flew to Scotland because that's where the Queen's vacationing uh, to basically I don't know. I guess it's what the prime minister new prime minister has to do whenever a new prime minister comes into power. They have to go meet the Queen. Before they officially take over, I guess. Um, so that was two days ago. And then I heard this morning on the news that uh, they were that uh, her, her doctor or doctors uh, were calling uh, the, the royal family to come to come be with her. And then it was around noon my time when when I found out about it because I was actually going to go. Uh, I had a Zoom meeting to attend, and then my wife, t- you know, kind of yelled from the living room, uh, you know, the Queen passed away, and so Zoom meeting went right out the window. I just went out, out there and was watching the news, and and yeah, it's you know not not unexpected because I'm you know given her age. Um, but like I said, like as of two days ago, she was still, you know, doing her duties um, as, as uh, you know, the monarch. And, yeah, I don't know. She To me, she's kind, kind of like, you know, when we lost Betty White. It was like, you know, the end of an era. You know, like Betty White was, you know, I think the queen of television. Um, and, and, wasn't, and wasn't Betty White literally older than sliced bread? Yes, she well she was on, less she was less than a month from celebrating her 100th birthday. Yeah. So that was that was too bad that she didn't get to hit the three digit mark, but and oh, I she mean was so yeah. yeah, and the queen, you know, she's uh, you know 96 and uh, her husband Prince Philip was 99 when he passed away last year. Yeah. You know, and and I've and I've mentioned this before, uh like when I when I've talked about the crown because the crown is one of my favorite shows. Well, whenever there's a new season of The Crown, I'm always binging it because you know I've I've I really like it, um, and I know it's not entirely yeah. historically accurate, um, you know. But you know when whenever like an because ep- usually an episode 
focuses on some sort of event or something that happened to the royals uh, or to the queen during her, her reign. So I will watch the episode and then I'll go and actually read about it and see like what, you know, what they changed and what's actually historically accurate and that kind of thing. And it, uh, the show actually made me have a new appreciation for the Royals. Um, you know, being Canadian, um, you know, the, you know, the Royal family is, you know, a big thing in Canada. Um, like I know in my school, uh, when I was growing up, uh, every classroom had a picture of the queen or the prince or both of them. And, um, we didn't have to sing God Save the Queen, uh, but I know my mom said when she went to school, they had to sing God Save the Queen every morning. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, like for us, like when I hit grade four, we had to do the Lord's Prayer and then sing O Canada. And then from then, I think it just became O Canada after that. Uh, hmm. But God Save the Queen, I, I, I didn't. I never sang, don't know the words. Um, so yeah, like during Remembrance well, the, Day, Remembrance Day ceremonies. Sex Pistols. Well, yeah, I, I know that. If you learn it, listen yeah. to the Sex Pistols song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do know the Sex Pistols version. Um, but uh, for like at Remembrance Day ceremonies, I just kind of like, you know, pretend I knew what I was saying. But um, yeah. <laughs> But I, like I like I know in in my family because especially uh, the Lockhart side because my great granny and my great grandpa like my great grandpa Lockhart came from England my great granny came from Scotland so the Royals were big in the Lockhart family and even like my granny uh, who would have you know that would have been her in laws like they influenced her yeah. to to embrace the Royals and like they're very important uh, to my to my grandma. Yeah. And my other grandma too. Like she, you know, like, um, the, like, I don't know, like she's close to the queen's age. I think she's four years younger than the queen when she passed or like okay. my grandma, my grandma's gone now, but she was four years yeah. younger than the queen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the, for, for our listeners who don't know, um, you know, Canada, like Ragnar and I are Canadian, Lillian's Canadian. Um, the the monarch or um i guess you know the figure head of state is the queen um and she has been for over 70 years like it's it's crazy like when she became queen uh winston churchill was the prime minister of britain um so you got to think of all the all the people she like i mean she's met jfk she i think she's met all the presidents except for trump uh, I don't know if she ever met Trump. Um, I think I think she did. I thought there was some. He did some kind of mild guffaw or something. Maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I think I think she did, but I I could be wrong. Yeah, I I, I I can't say for sure, but I know like I definitely know she met Barack and Clinton and and the Bushes and and um, <clears throat> you know she's met uh, the last twelve prime ministers. Uh, like, I think in Canada, we've only had 23 prime ministers and she's, and she was the monarch for 12 of them. Um, so that's crazy when you think, when you think of it in that perspective, like just how, uh, 
uh, important she was uh, a historical figure. And of course I, I started, a a thing on Facebook, uh, on the pop culture pub podcast network group, uh, called, uh, the queen and pop culture. So I, whenever I see a picture now of the queen with, uh, a celebrity, um, I put it up there. Like I have like tonight, I put up a picture of, uh, her and Frank Sinatra, her and, Christopher Reeve and then her on the set of Game of Thrones and her actually sitting in the Iron Throne. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like it, it's, it's quite amazing. But, uh, Ragnar, uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the queen? Was she, was she, uh, you know, big in your house as well? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I, you know, I do like that we, we still have that tradition, even mm-hmm. though, it's mostly ceremonial. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. The Queen doesn't really have a lot of actual legislative power here. No. She has some. Like the the Governor General of Canada and the Lieutenant was it Lieutenant Governors of each province, they yep. do have some power. They can do some things, and they can also prevent some things. Like they could refuse to sign things into law. Yeah. But, but as a whole, she doesn't really get involved in our day-to-day business, our, our, you know, our politics or anything. Yeah. Um, but I still kind of like it. And I like that it, it is a thing that ties us to other countries like the UK and I believe Australia and New mm-hmm. Zealand and yep. so on and so forth. I, I do quite like that. Um, well, I, I heard the news on the radio when I was driving over to my parents' house this morning and I was really surprised how sad my mom was when I told her the news. And I, mm-hmm. you know, probably, you know, she probably is of an era when they, they probably did sing God Save the Queen when she went to school. Yep. And so on. But, uh, yeah, I can't say that the royals have ever really come up much in family conversation. Um, although, and then this afternoon, uh, I saw some of my other friends, and he was telling me a story about when he met the Queen. Oh. And uh, the, the Queen was in Saskatoon mm-hmm. at the university for the unveiling of the Synchrotron that we have here. Okay. And um, my friend and his, at the time, girlfriend had picked some flowers and, and brought them to the ceremony. And I guess the Queen, even though like there's like a dedicated flower boy who carries all the flowers and all this, I guess the Queen saw them and that they had flowers and she just beelined it right to them. Yeah. And my friend's girlfriend was so nervous that she, like, kind of started trying to hide the flowers so that the queen wouldn't stop in front of her. Yeah. And then my friend was whispering to her, like, just give her the flowers. Just give her the flowers and she'll <laughs> go away. <laughs> and so then they gave the flowers to the queen. And, yeah. And the queen, you know, graciously thanked them and walked off. So... That's pretty cool. That that is awesome. I actually seen a thing on the news where, um, oh, where was this at? Uh, the oh, it was uh, this. Uh, well, she's a uh, woman now, but at the time she was eight years old or nine years old. Uh, oh yeah. And when the when the queen came to Ottawa, I I want it was sometime in the seventies, and or no, early eighties, I think. And anyway. Um, same thing, like, uh, 
like this CBC news reporter or whatever kind of set this up where she would, you know, they wanted a picture of the queen meeting a, a little girl. And because she was flying into a military airport, there wasn't a lot of kids. Um, because I guess that's, I, I, I didn't realize this, but I guess the queen does that. Like she flies to military bases, uh, just for the, the added security. Um, so, you know, they went to this military base in Ottawa and this, uh, girl whose dad was in the air force, <clears throat> uh, got to meet the queen and they, like she said, like right before they, you know, she got to meet her, they, like they taught, taught her how to curtsy and stuff. And she said, you know, she did yeah, that. She, yeah, yeah she I did. think there's like a whole protocol that they kind of yeah. run by. Yeah, they did this whole protocol. And yeah, she said like the queen was like talking to her. And she doesn't remember anything the queen said. Because she was like so nervous yeah. she, she, about doing, not screwing up the curtsy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but I, I the closest I think that, um, you know, my family's come to to royalty was when uh william and kate uh went up to slave lake in 2011 um yeah when uh, slave lake burned down uh, my wife and my mom and my kids uh all went up there and uh got to see them as, cool yeah um but they were in amongst the big crowds they didn't you know didn't get any one-on-one or anything but they they get did get yeah. to see them um that's still cool yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, because that's when uh, slave. Yeah, when the town of Slave Lake, half of it burnt down, and um, Crystal's aunt and uncle actually lost their house uh, d- during that time. So uh, yeah, it was cool that they came, and you know, because they were doing a, a, a tour anyway. But like Slave Lake wasn't part of the uh, itinerary, but they wanted to to go up there just to show their support and and all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as, uh, the queen, yeah, I, uh, like I said, the, watching the crown really, um, made me appreciate her a lot more and, and, and some of the, the history, uh, that she's lived through. Uh, there, there's one episode and this, this, this really happened where a guy actually snuck into Buckingham palace and actually, uh talked with the like he he snuck into the queen's bedroom uh and when she and like woke her up and and he he actually had a conversation with her um, wow yeah and like this is during the i think it was like the early 80s when uh things were really bad in britain you know there's a lot of uh job losses and all that kind of stuff and this guy um you know like a lot of i think some of the Brits at the time, you know, like they seen the queen, you know, and their castles and all this and, and people are, you know, losing their jobs and, and living in poverty. And, and he just wanted to talk to her yeah. about it. And apparently like on the show, uh, you know, like they, sh- you know, they show the conversation that, you know, that they think they had, but apparently the Queens never told anyone what they talked about. And I mean, the guy got arrested. He didn't hurt, hurt the queen or anything. Um, but, uh, and I think he's still in jail. I, I, I think he, he's, or maybe he's in a psychiatric facility or something, but I remember watching that episode thinking that never happened. And then I, I, I 
read about it, I was like, holy shit, that really did happen. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, she, you know, she's lived quite the life, and... and uh, oh, and, it's, it's crazy. And just and just think about the changes that society has gone through in her yeah. lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Like people going into space, the internet, cell phones. <clears throat> none of that stuff existed for a significant portion of her life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she lived through World yeah. War Two. World um, War Two, the Cold War. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Oh, so many, so many wars. You could spend an hour just talking about all the different wars that she lived through. Yeah, the wars and all all the people she met, all the historical figures oh, that yeah. she interacted so, with. Um, so many. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And to think, she almost wasn't the queen. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it, right. Because her uncle was actually the king. And, yeah, and then he abdicated, and her yep. and her dad had to take the throne. Yep, and then she instantly became heir, and then a few years later, she, yeah. you know, when her dad died, she became the queen. Um, yeah, and like I remember, you know, thinking she might actually outlive Charles, you know, like because well, there, were, there was, there were definitely, I, I would assume that there were betting pools on that. Yeah, because honestly, like this is just my opinion. As a, as a as a royal watcher, uh, you know somewhat. Um, I think she probably would have you know gave up the crown for Charles years ago had he not you know treated die the way he did. Had he not been you know having an affair with a married woman, like and all you know and the tabloids following all of that. Had had that not you know happened, I think she probably would have gave it up to him. But because it happened, she had to hold on to it till she, till she passed away. Because um, you got to remember, like like when her uncle, uh, King Edward, you know, he had to give up his his crown, because, you know, for love because he he fell in love with uh, a divorced American woman, and that was a no no. Like you didn't marry yes. back then. You didn't marry, you know, uh, an American, let alone a divorcee. Oh yeah, divorces were like that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, like you were expected to marry, um, you know, someone of uh, you know noble birth and and that sort of thing. Like Princess Di actually has some nobility. Like her, fa- like the Spencers, you know, do have uh, some sort of ties to royalty and stuff. So when Charles chose her, it was like a perfect match, right? Um, but then when he carried on with Camilla and and all that kind of stuff, it you know was kind of it was kind of like the Edward scenario. But now it's more acceptable, right? Uh, but I think mm-hmm. but I think for the Queen, because she you know this again this is just my opinion. She I think you know had that old school mentality. She's like, no, I'm gonna keep keep this until I die. Now because you know love what you did. But anyway, he's the king now, so. Like, yeah. like as of right now, he, you know, it is King Charles the Third. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was gonna read this thing that I, I posted on Facebook that I came across, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, I just gotta find it. Um, all right. So yeah, it's called London Bridges Down, 
and that's that's the code for for the queen has died. Um, so Queen Elizabeth, who uh, took the throne in 1952, has passed away at the age of 96. After ruling for 70 years, many are left to wonder what exactly happens now. So Operation London Bridge has been in place for many years, and here's what it entails. There's going to be 12 days of mourning. Uh, the moment she passed, Charles became king. A note was pinned to Buckingham Palace announcing the news. The phrase to communicate her passing was, London Bridge is down. Uh, TV and radio hosts have a sp specific plan. Some have weeks worth of planned content. All radio stations have two specialized playlists of mournful music. Newscasters will wear black. Uh, her funeral will be hosted 10 days after her death. And she will lie in state before her funeral. And while she's there, Charles will take a four-day tour of Britain. Um... So that's uh, Operation London Bridge. So yeah, um, that's what's uh, what's going to happen, or what is yeah. happening as we speak. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. So there was always a small part of me that just assumed she was going to outlive everyone, <laughs> even though I I understand that that's not possible. Well. You know, like now, I mean, there's people that live into their 110s, I think even 120s yeah. at this point. Like, I think, yeah, I think like 129 or 130 is the oldest. And, like, I mean, she's got a doctor that follows her around. She has, oh. you know, like, she's got a, a, a medical staff there. So I just figured, yeah, like, she would live a long time. And she did. Um, but I figured. Yeah, 96 did. is not a short life. No, no, no. You know, but by no means, but I figured she had at least hit a hundred. But, but anyway, um, on behalf of all of us here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast, uh, you know, just want to wish uh, the Queen, you know, good journey uh, to to uh, what comes next. You know, hopefully she's with her prince, and uh, and long live the king. Yeah, the queen is dead. Long live the king. Yep. All right, so uh, getting to the news. I'm calling this news and rumors because I got a couple of rumors here. Now, this Ooh. this this first one has me somewhat concerned. Oh, okay. I uh, I like I love Indiana Jones. He's you know one of my favorite characters in pop culture. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. Last Crusade is also up there. Uh, and I like Temple of Doom. I did not like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It had its good moments. Um, but... Oh, I, I, I detested the Crystal Skull movie. It, yeah. it had so much potential. They had a oh, great yeah. idea. They had a great cast. But it was a terrible, terrible movie. I just wish they would have cast someone besides Shia LaBeouf. Like, even at the time, I was like, I don't like that guy. Oh, they, there was no, like, it was like they were trying to set him up to be the new indie, but it failed so hard that it was like, this is just irritating and stupid. Yeah, like, I mean... And I... then, Kate, Kate Blanchett, in my opinion, is one of the best actresses in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And even she wasn't very good in that movie. No. Like, her accent was so phony... It was just like, what is going on? 
Oh, it was yeah. such a disappointment. Yeah, that's why, um, like in the in the TV series Chernobyl, like one of the things that people uh, panned it for was the fact that everyone was speaking with a British accent because they cast British actors. Um, but I'm like, no, I, if they had tried to do a Russian accent, it would have taken me out of the show. Um, you know, unless you're, yeah. a, unless you're actually Russian, you shouldn't try a Russian accent. I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's too bad. Uh, yeah. Click Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Amazing actress. Um, I wish they would have had to like Ryan Gosling play his son. It would have made it so much better. Um, so anyway, they're doing an Indy five and I, you know, I've, I've been excited about it. I've, I've seen some photos and even though Harrison Ford's like 80, yeah, you know, it's like, it's, it's still it's getting pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still like, you know, like it's taking place during this, you know, the sixties. I, I like the fact that they're not denying his age. Um, no, but like, like for example, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's um, fine. Like for an example with the kingdom of the crystal skull, I wish that they had like really made the movie about Indiana Jones and how he's getting older and like, you know, he's a dinosaur and he just won't quit, but he's like an old man. And they could have almost given it like the treatment like they did with Wolverine and Logan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they didn't really go down that route very quickly. They were trying to like, Oh, but you know, here's his son who's going to take over someday. And it was just like, Oh, I think they wasted it. They could have had a great movie about, you know, a man getting older and 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 especially for an action hero, how hard that would be. But yeah. they didn't really go down the route. They tried to just pretend like, ah, oh, he's older, but he's still tough. Yeah. And I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah, there was just want- there was just that one throwaway point, like where he's swinging, he's trying to get to that truck, and then he ends up yeah. missing it, and then goes back and falls into the other truck and he's like damn i thought that was closer um that was kind of you know like you could tell like that like they were you know was that that was their wink and nod that he's getting older but that was yeah kind of it um but for this movie you know like yeah it takes place during the 60s all that kind of stuff but apparently there is going to be some flashbacks uh because um there is uh some nazis in this movie um they flash back to, I believe, World War II um, during the war. Um, yeah. But the rumor that I've heard, and I am really hoping this is not the case, the rumor is that Indiana Jones 5 has time travel in it. That you're, oh. act- that you're actually going to see Indiana Jones go back to, like, ancient Rome and stuff. Uh, well... Um, like, uh, like I know. I don't know that. I mean, with the Crystal Skull, they definitely like cross some lines and push things further than they ever had. So, I mean, why not? Well, yes and no. Like, I mean, they acknowledge that there's aliens, um, you know, because they had the alien ship and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like when they with the very first movie, they acknowledge that god is a thing you know like with with the yeah yeah you know i suppose if you view it in that context they didn't go that far yeah like they like they basically said like yeah some of these passages in the bible are real you know like the ark was a thing and it is powerful um yeah i suppose yeah but time Hmm. travel i'm like uh i don't know but 
I'm, 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 of course, I'm going to go see the movie. I'll reserve judgment till I see it. Um, I'm really hoping that this isn't, you know, this isn't the case. You know, I, I like, sorry, Ragnar, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I, I don't mind the flashback, you know, thing. Uh, you know, showing them because from what I understand, it has something to do with the Nazis. And um, as we know, um, you know, some Nazis, uh, especially Nazi scientists, uh, got pardons and were brought to the United States and, and helped with the space program and stuff. So that's kind of the rumor that uh, the main bad guy. It's um, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he's the he he was uh, Hannibal Lecter in the Hannibal Show. Um, Mads Nicholson is that his oh, name? Oh yeah, he's amazing. Normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rumor is like he plays like some sort of Nazi scientist. So they do flashbacks to him and Indy during the you know fighting it out in World War Two, and then you know years later they meet up again. And I'm okay with that <clears throat> doing flashbacks because like what they can do with de aging and stuff, like I'm all for it. But time travel, I don't know. I think that might be a step too far. Because to me, you know, like, the fact that they showed the aliens in Crystal Skull, I didn't have a problem with that. What I would have a problem with is if they took Indy to a different planet. Then I'd be like, ugh, you guys took it too far now. You know, if Indiana Jones went to some sort of, like, dimension or, or some other planet, I, I, I would have, I, I think I would have walked out of the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I... I don't think that's the breaking point for me in the franchise because I think the movie had already hit my breaking point long before it got to the point where we actually see the aliens. So, yeah, but I, I definitely I'll go see the new one, and if the trailer looks terrible, then I'll wait till it comes on a streaming service. And if the trailer yeah. looks okay, I'll go see it in theaters. But I, I know I'm gonna see it. Oh yeah, I but, just but it's hard to say if it will be good or not. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. Like I like I was so excited, but then when I heard time travel, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know, guys. Okay, if you think about the original three movies, the first one and the third one definitely connect to each other, but the third, the middle one, Temple of Doom, is like a standalone thing. And I know as a kid when I watched the movies, I loved Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't like Temple of Doom, and then I loved The Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. And then later I changed my mind about Temple of Doom because I got the video game on Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, okay, now that one's my favorite. But it, it, in fact, it was just because I had a game that yeah. I was not very good at. Um, but at the time that they came out, I think that a lot of people didn't like Temple of Doom very much either because it was different. So it's hard to say. Like this, this one, they could... They could write the course and they could fix some of the mistakes that they made in the the fourth one and and turn it around and it could be everything we have ever wanted. But I think they'll probably just make it very similar to that last one and it probably won't be that good. Yeah, I I, I hope not. But I know um, I read somewhere like it's not Spielberg directing this one. It's a it's a different director. I think Spielberg and Lucas are producers on it though. But this guy said, like, he's going, like, he's not relying on CGI, like Spielberg did in the last movie. 
he's like going back to practical special effects and practical stunts and stuff. And I think that's one of the problems with Crystal Skull is it was way too CGI. Um, oh, there's with CGI. <clears throat> like George Lucas, uh, like just went crazy with the prequel trilogy. You know, having people film on a stage and you know doing the CGI around them. And then I think he convinced Spielberg to do it with the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it just didn't work. Like it just, you know. I don't know. Took me out of it, but anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. But that mm-hmm. but that's the rule. Well, that, that's in, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it you know it could be totally kick ass, but you know they could pull an army of darkness where you're like this is fucking awesome, or they could do most other time travel movies where you're like yeah this is stupid. You know, I never thought of that. Like now that you say that, yeah, like Army of Darkness. Maybe. It's a time travel movie, and it, and it, it was serious good. Ass. Yeah, yeah, huh? So you know, yeah, it's not it's not necessarily Back to the Future Three. It could be Army of Darkness. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, but, yeah. So I, I have another rumor before I move on to some news. Uh, okay. The next rumor I have is Taika Waititi may not be returning for Thor Five. Uh, apparently, following bad reviews on Thor 4, uh, he he or the studio has decided that uh, he may not be directing the next Thor movie. Oh, I, I bet you that's him. Because I, I saw it, Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. and, and I enjoyed it. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But that was the problem. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And he did the third Thor movie... It was not, nobody knew what it was going to be. And so it just blew us all away because we're like, this is awesome. Yep. Going into this one, we knew what we were going to get. And then when it was exactly what we thought, we were kind of disappointed. Because mm-hmm. we wanted to see him push it in a different direction. And he just went further down the same direction. And it's not bad. I, I don't think the movie sucks. And I, no. I, I don't have any of those complaints, but I get it. And for him, I think he's he's going to go, I've done what I can with this character. There's nothing more for me to do. Yeah. And I don't. he's the kind of person that he doesn't want to do things that are the same as everybody else. Yeah. And so I bet you he's like, no, I did it. We pushed it as far as we can. We had a lot of fun. But it's time for me to move on to other things. Yeah. You know, because he could easily get stuck making those movies for the rest of time. Oh yeah, and, and I suspect that he's just like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to get typecast as the guy who makes funny superhero movies. Well, I want to move on to other stuff. Oh yeah, well, not just that, but I think he has a deal with Disney to do a Star Wars movie. Yeah, he supposedly has a Star Wars film, and his claim—he's already claimed, "I'm going to make the Star Wars film that you're all going to hate," and he says it very gleefully. <laughs> and he said it's not a trilogy; it's just a one-off. Yeah, which which I'm okay with. I mean, if 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 the if this one does good, then yeah, give him more. But you know, let let let's test oh, the yeah. waters first before we yeah. start he's, committing. He he's an amazing director. He's an awesome writer, and he's a great actor. And so I I actually don't want him to make more Thor movies. I want to see what else he can do because like mm-hmm. 
I would say Love and Thunder might be his worst movie, and it is a, still a great kick-ass movie. Yeah. Like, he's the man with the golden touch. Every project he's involved in and every film that he works on is incredible. So I think he probably just doesn't want to get um, bored. Just doesn't want to get bored creatively, you know? Yeah. Well, so. like, um, when I did my review of, of Thor... Um, it, it's not, I don't, I didn't hate it. It's just, you know, as, as a fan of the Jason Aaron run of, of Thor, like those were two really good storylines. Um, you know, the Jane, Jane Foster, Mighty Thor, and then, uh, Gore, the God Butcher. And I, I thought the Jane Foster thing, and I didn't read the comics, but in the film, I thought that was excellent. I thought they handled Mm -hmm. it really well. They gave her a, a wonderful goodbye and it was totally fun to see like a slightly more butch Natalie Portman, but Gore was super disappointing. Now Christian Bale was an excellent choice, and he was creepy oh, yeah. as fuck. Yep. They just Gore was just kind of lame, like he was barely in it, and yep. he wasn't that badass. Well, and it, I, I and they, they should have they needed to make him more threatening. Like he needed to like really be a scary threat and he just wasn't a scary threat i didn't think yeah like one thing that like i wish they would have did two separate movies you know i i i think you could have done yeah yeah maybe that's where it went wrong yeah i think jane foster as thor like she should have been the star of the movie like it should have began with her you know and then you know getting the hammer and all that stuff and then thor shows up and is like why do you got that? You know, like, and then have them team up and, and there are other, uh, villains in, in Thor's catalog that they could use. Like one, one villain that I've been waiting for them to use is, uh, Ulick, the troll. Um, you know, he's, he's this big Hulk like troll who hates Thor. And, and, you know, I just, every time he would show up in the comic books, you know, it was great. So like that could, you know, they could have used him, as the villain for the Jane Thor movie. And then they could have done a Gore the God Butcher movie where you actually did the story where you had like the three different Thors from three different times. Um, yeah, that would have been awesome. You know, and I mean, you could have cast someone different to play the older Thor, you know, because the older Thor is more like Odin, you know, like he's got one yeah, eye. Right. He's He lost an, you know an arm. I think Chris Hemsworth is a good enough actor that with the right makeup and the right maybe even some CGI makeup, you could, he could do it. He yeah. could play totally different versions of the same. He would probably be into that. He would probably be super excited to play different versions of the same character. And, and He'd I probably be all over that. And like the younger Thor, like, honestly, I think what they should have done is they should have got Liam Hemsworth to play the younger Thor. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, and then and Thor and and uh, Chris Hemsworth playing nor- normal Thor. Um, actually, could, I was all, I was also disappointed that they made Thor not be fat because I that was one of the the most fun bits of Avengers Endgame was Fat Thor. Mm-hmm. He still kicked ass. He was still a formidable, you know, fighter. Yep, but it was also funny. And it gave all the fat guys a chance to have a cosplay that we can actually do. Yeah, and I, I'm, I thought they would might keep Thor fat for a while. I'm a little disappointed that like 
you know, oh no, he got skinny immediately. And I'm like, nah, it would have been cooler if they left him fat for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but, you know. Right. And then, like, Natalie Portman could show up and she's all, like, butch and kicking ass. And then he's all, like, fat. And she's like, what the hell happened to you? Like, that would have been hilarious. Yep. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, that's my, my complaint is that, you know, they took two great stories and it it was just too much for one movie. Um, and I also made a comparison, uh, to the Star Trek movies. So I and this is what I'm talking about. Like Thor one and two are like Star Trek two and three, uh, like the Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock where, you know, a lot of, you know, it was dark, it was broody, you know, there were, th- you know, some people died, you know, all this. And then the third movie was, which was uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, the third movie in that trilogy of movies was lighter. It was funnier, you know, you know, there was some serious things happening, but you got to see the characters in a different light. And that was Thor Ragnarok. So yeah. the mistake that Star Trek made with Star Trek Five is they thought, well, we're just going to keep making funny movies, and it didn't work because you know, like we had all our laughs in, on Star Trek Four. We needed to get back to a more serious Star Trek movie, and Star Trek Five just tried to be too funny. You know, had you know Kirk and them camping, had Kirk climbing a mountain and falling off of it, and Spock has to use his rocket boots. Um, yeah, them crash, you know, crashing the shuttle, uh, Scotty breaking them out of the brig, you know, you know, and Scotty knocking himself out. Cause he, you know, it, it was just, it was too goofy and yeah, it they, was too goofy. And the, I kind of felt that's what Thor love and thunder was. It was, it was too much like they had a good time and it worked for Ragnarok, but to continue like the goofiness and all that kind of stuff with love and thunder it was just too much like we needed thor yeah, I, well i i agree we needed thor to get back to more serious and i mean jane dying of cancer that's pretty serious or gore actually going you know because we don't really in this movie another complaint i had was you don't really see gore doing anything like you don't no. like, like he kills that first god kidnaps some children and you're like we know he's not going to hurt the children. We know this is just a ploy to, to get Thor. Yeah. And I mean, and I, he, he, he did kill that first god, but then that was kind of it. It's like, how is he a god butcher yeah. when he's only killed one god? Yeah, and it was some god that we never even heard of or saw before. Yeah. So Yeah, and I, I think they needed to make Gore way more of a threat. and mm-hmm. And then, like, whenever they did fight... Gore always got his butt kicked, and like, and that's yeah. been a major complaint of mine in all of the Marvel movies, with the exception of Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, where Thanos actually was a real threat. Mm-hmm. So many of these movies, the villain is just underpowered. You know yep. that the Avengers or whoever is going to win, and it's not even that much of a struggle. Well, and, and, and that's been that's been a complaint of mine in almost all of the films. And, and, um, the first Avengers film, Loki was a great villain, and he was backed by Thanos and Thanos's forces, and mm-hmm. that totally worked. That was a real threat. But Ultron wasn't. He should have been, mm-hmm. but he really wasn't. You're like, nah, man. 
any one of these guys can take him out, and they're all teamed up together. Now nah, this guy's dead. Like, yeah. And then yeah. Thanos, when we meet him in Avengers: Infinity War, and like the first thing he does is like beat the crap out of the Hulk and kill Loki. You're like, oh yeah, these guys are fucked now. Yep. But so many of the other villains are just so underpowered that you're like, especially in a team up situation, you're like, oh man, this villain's just gonna get their butt kicked. It's not even a it's not even a real contest. And I felt the same way with Gore. Like, whenever they were fighting, I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to lose. And he needed to be way more just powered up. Now, I, I haven't read the comics. I'm only speaking about the movies. But I just felt that he, he was really creepy, but he was very underpowered. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious that he wasn't going to win. Well, and, and in the comic, like, he literally... Uh has lived for thousands of years, like Gore, um, as the God Butcher. Like, he, you know, he killed his gods years ago, and then he decided, I'm going to kill all the gods, because they're all assholes. And, yeah, and liter- and he's so, not even necessarily wrong. Yeah, so, he, I mean, he meets Thor the, for the first time when he was unworthy Thor, so he didn't have Molnir. He was just hanging out with the Vikings on Earth, having a good time. And then Gore... Uh, captures him, and I think he basically tortures him for information, but before he can give anything up, the the Vikings come and save him, and Gort basically you know, runs off, type of thing. And then he meets him now, like all these centuries later, in modern times, and then old King Thor is like, at, literally at the end of time, like he, like, every everyone's dead, it's just uh, old King Thor and his nieces, or no, his granddaughters, sorry, that are alive, and Gore is basically, he's the last, they're the last of the gods, and Gore's coming for him. Um, but as as time goes on, he becomes more powerful, because he kills gods, and in some cases, I think he takes their powers, or absorbs their powers. So he becomes more powerful as he goes. Right. So, yeah. And, and yeah, like, like with Thanos, um, even at the in Endgame, like, uh, when he gets the gauntlet on towards the end of the movie, I'm I was still thinking, oh shit, like he might actually win again. Like no, <laughs> like you know, because I knew nothing going into Endgame, and I was like, holy shit, like this act, you know, don't tell me that he's gonna do this again. Um, but I mean, it was well, it was awesome how I he executed. Felt that way until Captain Marvel showed up, and and I. I do not like Captain Marvel. Now, again, I haven't read any of her comics. My reason for not liking her is the same reason I don't like Superman. Characters that are so invulnerable, like especially Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel. I'm like, this sucks. Like, she's invulnerable. You can't can't beat her. You can't hurt her. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, the only way Thanos could deal with her would be to use some kind of Infinity Stone to, like, you know, disassemble her at an atomic level or something, you know, yeah. something crazy like that. And so I, I just can't stand characters like that. They're too overpowered. And he, so when she shows up, yeah, Thanos fights her off, but you know that, like, eventually in a fist fight, she's going to win. Well, he did He did knock her out there. Yeah, he like, knocked her out or something. Because, yeah, when he took the one stone out of the gauntlet and he... Yeah, and then he smacked her yeah, yeah, that's right. 
But yeah, but for Endgame, they used her just the right amount. Like she showed up yeah, right at the. And I am fort- I am happy about that. That she just she showed up at the end, and they didn't. You know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. They. But and yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to complain about about the, the Endgame in any way. Oh. I just. I object to characters like that that are just so invulnerable. Oh, I, I totally. Unless I totally they're the villain. I think a villain like like if Captain Marvel was the villain. I'd be like, oh, this is cool, because, man, they're going to have a hell of a time trying to beat her. Well, But as the hero, I'm like, well, put her up against just about anyone. She's going to win. Well, in the MCU, she's definitely overpowered. Like, in the comic book, she's, like, I mean, she has similar powers, but she's not as powerful. Um, Yeah, I think they just made her too powerful. Yeah, in the MCU, she's basically Superman. Whereas yeah. in, in the comic books, she's not quite that powerful. Um, and even Superman, I mean, he's vulnerable to kryptonite and magic. So, yes. whereas, yeah, this Captain Marvel, version of Captain Marvel, she doesn't, nothing, other than that one Infinity Stone that Thanos used to, to knock her away, that's about it, you know? But, um... I don't know. It's. It, I think it was a mistake for the MCU to make her so powerful. But I mean, oh, I, I agree. You know that might change with the the Marvels movie coming out next year. So yeah, yeah, it could. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, all right. So uh, the next bit of news I got, and actually okay, so that that was so that was rumors. Yeah. <laughs> And this actually, I had this before the, you know, the Queen passing. Um, Meghan Markle, um, the was she the Duchess of Sussex or something? Um, yeah. uh, so that would be Prince Harry's wife. Um, has started a podcast with Spotify. Um, and she's getting paid twenty five million to do this podcast. Um, but it's receiving criticism uh, due to Markle's narcissism and seemingly made-up stories. Because um, oh. if if you... Like, I, I've just been watching some news, you know, YouTube news things when they talk about her podcast. And um, she talk, you know, she definitely has a high opinion of herself. Like, she uh, thinks she's some sort of, you know, social justice warrior, I guess. Um and you know it's it's always about her like she's very narcissistic um and yeah she made up a story where she said when she went to the premiere of the live action lion king movie that uh the south african cast member came up to her and told her that when she married into the royal family it was just as powerful for South Africans as when uh, Nelson Mandela was freed from prison. Wow, that's so, a that's a pretty bold statement. So yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I forget which news agency looked into this claim. There's only one, there was only one member of the cast that was from South Africa. He was not at the premiere. And Oof. he has gone on record saying, I did not say that to Meghan Markle. 
Huh. So, and she says she says this on her podcast. Uh, I think it was the episode when Serena Williams was on. Um, and then she did uh, her second episode was with Mariah Carey, and she was talking about uh, I don't know some somehow the topic of divas came out, and Mariah Carey like basically said, you know, you're a diva. And, and of course, Meg Mark's like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm not a diva. And she's like, uh, yeah, you are. Um, and then she seemed to like get pissy about it. Like at at the end of the episode, when Mar- Mariah Carey wasn't on anymore, uh, she basically goes on the record saying, "I'm not a diva. I, you know, I'm, I've, and I've never been a diva." But Mariah Carey, <laughs> like Mariah Carey, basically called her out and said, "Girl, like, you know, the way you dress and the things you." you know, all these galas and stuff you go to, you're a diva. So, anyway, yeah, she's getting a lot of criticism for this podcast that Spotify paid $25 million for. Um, which just blows my mind, because where's my $25 million? I, I could totally do a better podcast. <laughs> and, I, I will, yeah. and I would not make up stories about, you know, comparing myself to Nelson Mandela. I can tell you that right now, Spotify. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bad, man. Yeah. Um, every, every story that I relay, unless, unless it's something like this where I'm just conveying news or something, if it's about me, I'm telling the truth. Like, I, I don't make shit up. Like, I'll never, ever tell you, uh, that people compare me to anybody, you know, like Nelson Mandela. Cause that, that's, that's just crazy. You know, like to, to even, you know, try to put yourself in the same league as, as Nelson Mandela is crazy. Um, so yeah, yep. Spotify, you know, if you want to save yourself 25 million or invest it in, in a, in a better program, uh, you know, give us a chance, you know, just saying. <laughs> um, Shameless self. Uh, so, in my last bit of news, Elon Musk has criticized Amazon's Rings of Power series by saying oh, Tolkien cool. is spinning in his grave, in which he thinks oh, all man. in which he thinks all men are either cowards or bastards, being portrayed on the show. So Elon Musk is taking exception to the way men are are being portrayed on this show. Well, I think we're going to have to talk about that in a separate section, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I agree with Elon Musk here. Yeah, I, I and I do too. And yeah, it, it's definitely on my brain candy to talk about Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Rings oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Ragnar, did you have any, any news? Well, I, I sort of have one tiny little piece of news. So Okay. Um, so here here in Saskatchewan, where, the province where I live in Canada, mm-hmm. The, there was a stabbing on Sunday, mm-hmm. Thursday. There was a stabbing incident, um, I think it's about an hour and a half north of me in a smaller community, yep. where these two brothers went on a stabbing rampage, and they murdered ten people and injured another nine, and then they think that one of the brothers killed the other one, and then they arrested the... The, the lone surviving brother yesterday, and mm-hmm. he died almost immediately after being arrested. We're unclear if the police killed him or what. We don't know yet. Yeah. Um, so anyways, 
like this is national news. I was listening to a podcast that I follow. It's called Last Podcast on the Left. It's pretty famous. I'm sure people have heard of it. And, uh, yeah, they, they mentioned it in their news section. And I was like, wow, something from my own province made the show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I just I would share that moment. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was not a positive story. No. It was a very tragic story where a lot of people were, were hurt. Yeah. And because both of the perpetrators are now dead, we may never know why they did it. Um, um, and a lot of people are saying, like, well, I'm so glad that guy's dead. I don't care how he died. But there's a lot of video of the police arresting him, and then a few minutes later he's dead, and I would really like to know what happened in those few minutes. Yeah, because as of... Because he, just because he murdered somebody doesn't mean that it's right for us to murder him. Well, as of in right fact, now... I would, I would argue that a much worse punishment would be to keep him alive than to just let him die. Well, as of right now, um, I don't think the police have re uh, released what actually happened. No, um, they haven't. But, um, yeah, I hate I hate to get political. Um, mm -hmm. But part of me is glad that he is gone. Uh, just because our justice system kind of sucks when it comes to murderers. Oh, yeah, he should never have been out, really. Yeah, like... Um, he was in and out of jail his whole life for all these different violent crimes, and when you read that history, you're like, the hell was he not in jail for still? Yeah. Well, and and the reason why I, I'll use this as an example, they're, like, going back, I think, to 2009, um, I think it was Manitoba, there was that guy that murdered that guy on the Greyhound bus... Oh, yeah, he cut his head off. Yeah, cut his head yeah. off. He was starting to eat him. And this guy was batshit. And yeah, it was a, it was a, like a full-on schizophrenic break or something. Yeah. So he went to or he went to a psych ward. Yeah, he, and he's already out. He is out. He is out and he was given a complete discharge. So he doesn't even have a criminal record. Uh he literally killed somebody. And not o not only is he out, and they know he's schizophrenic, right? And and one of yeah. the one of the uh, reasons he got out was because, well, when he's on medication, he you know he won't hurt anybody. He knows right from wrong. Okay, but since he's been given a discharge, there's nothing saying he has to take his medicine. Nothing. Yeah. And one day he could just decide not to, and yeah. well, this whole thing could happen again. Like, yeah, like maybe one day he, you know, well, do I get a pack of smokes or do I pay for my meds? I'm going to get the smokes. And then he's off his meds. And then he could kill somebody. Like, that, like that's where our justice system is. So for that guy to die, I'm kind of glad because I honestly, like, I know, like, I know like 10 people's a lot. And I would think, yeah, you would be in jail for the rest of your life. But at the same time, not necessarily in Canada, you know, like, and I mean, look what, again, not to get too political, but, you know, look what they did with that, uh, Omar Cotter, you know, like the guy literally killed, you know, a member of the U.S. military and we paid him $10 million because he was yeah. in Guantanamo Bay. It's like. I don't care if he was 15 and his dad, you know, using air quotes, talked him into it. Um, 
you know, I don't know. Like when I'm at when I'm 15 years old, um, and someone gives me grenades and tells me to throw them at people, I I would know. You know, I might kill that person. I'm not going to do that. You know, he chose to do what he did, and we paid him 10 million dollars. Yeah, the the paying him the money part what is what really sucks. Yeah, and it just blows my mind because, um, like I know uh, Justin Trudeau said, well, you know, we would have spent probably double that fighting this. I'm like, spend it. I would sooner spend ten million or twenty million dollars fighting to not give this guy ten million dollars. Yeah, because he does not deserve ten million dollars. We literally have people, good people. That are having a hard time making ends meet. Oh, uh, so many. That have not killed anybody. That are yeah. that are genuinely good people. That money should be going to them, not somebody that committed murder. Yeah, the ju- the justice system is a yeah. mess. Yeah, so I, I, think it, I think everybody from every side of politics can agree on that. Yeah, so I mean, like this guy, um, I don't. I really don't think the cops would have killed him. I th- no, but the the rumor I heard, and, and I just want to hear it confirmed, is that a, the rumor I heard was that he consumed a, a huge quantity of some unknown pills mm. right before the police pulled him out of his car, and apparently he was laughing like a maniac as they were arresting him. Yeah, that's what I heard yeah. that... Um... So I'm assuming he just took a massive dose of some sort of drug and then he was laughing his head off because he was high and then he he died of an overdose. But I want to hear that officially Yeah, because it is a really bad optic in this province for the police to arrest an indigenous man, make a big press release about arresting him, and then a few minutes later he's dead. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I I had heard that yeah, like some eyewitnesses said like yeah, he was like smiling and 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 cheering and stuff when they when they were throwing him into the cruiser. Um Yeah. <clears throat> this is what I heard, but I it's not confirmed, so. Yeah, so um but one thing I will say about you know, this situation uh that was good uh was the fact that they put out those emergency alerts as quickly as they did um because one of the criticisms is like that incident in 2020 in nova scotia with that that guy killing how many people did he kill like 15 something like that um Uh, i I think it was 18 yeah it it was something like that the guy that was impersonating a police officer he actually killed a, a, a police officer um and the and the RCMP just put a warning out on Twitter that this guy was out. And he was out there for, like, oh, I was, a while. Yeah, no, their release came out so late. Yeah, So like, many people's lives could have possibly been saved. And some people almost got killed because of it, because um, they thought he, like, there was this one incident where they thought he was at this fire hall but, um, because there was uh, a, a police car parked at this fire hall, so these other policemen came out. And when these guys in the fire hall, like, came out, the other cops started shooting at him. Because they thought that was the guy. Yeah. Um, so, like, innocent people could have been killed because of a misunderstanding. And, and thankfully, they didn't. But, um, you know, like, they should have put out an emergency alert immediately. 
Not, oh, yeah. Not, I mean, this guy was on the loose for over a day before the, before anyone even knew. Um, so kudos to, to the Saskatchewan RCMP because they did put one out quite quickly. Oh, and I'm, and I'm sure because of what happened in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just glad that uh, it's now resolved, you know. And, and what if... Uh, like we were talking about this at work it, or not at work um i might have been talking about this with my dad it's one thing to you know like because nowadays you know this type of violence is quite common especially in the states like when, especially when you're talking like you know firearms and stuff you know school shootings you know movie theater shootings that sort of thing is quite common but to kill p- 10 people from stabbing them like that is well and that's Crazy. That's exactly what they were talking about on the the podcast where I, that I I started this whole tangent with was um it shooting people especially with an automatic yep. weapon yeah is fairly impersonal yep you know you can be ten twenty thirty feet away and you just point it at them and they fall down and that's it but to actually get up close and stab somebody to death with a knife is very hard to do because if you stab somebody wants they don't die they just kind of like leak yeah you have to stab them many times to kill them yep and so to kill 10 people and and wound another nine or whatever the the numbers are like that's pretty fucking intense like you Mm -hmm. were out there going ape shit and just stabbing them dozens of times like it's that's pretty horrific. It is. To, to murder that, you know, to, to stab that many people. Like, yep. Oof. Yep. So, and, and like, you know, unfortunately, because both of the alleged perpetrators are dead now, we we'll, may never know. We may never be able to piece the whole story together as to what the fuck happened that they did this for. Yep. And, I mean, even if they had lived, we may never know either. Because a lot of these guys, a lot of these killers... Well, that's true, too. You know, they hold it close to the vest so they could use it to, you know, maybe get yeah, out that, earlier, right? But, but, uh... Yeah. But, yeah, stabbing stabbing somebody to death is a lot more visceral than shooting somebody to death. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. But, anywho, we're gonna, we're gonna do a 180... And uh, yeah, yeah. get a, get a little bit more pep in our step here, and we're gonna move on to our brain candy segment. So this is the segment where we talk about movies, TV shows, stuff that we're we're watching, you know, or listening to, reading, whatever. And then we may give it a, a pick or a pan. So Ragnar, what do you got this week for brain candy? Well, the the two main things that I was wanting to talk about is House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to throw out an honorable mention. So I signed up for Crave okay, so that I could watch House of the Dragon. Yep. And, and I watched the episodes and we'll talk about that. But uh, after that, I, I started watching a show called Euphoria. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I had heard mentioned somewhere else. It's, and it's not the kind of show I would normally watch. And it's not something I would normally like seek out. Yeah, but some somewhere I heard somebody talking about it. I think it was on the radio, and I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. And I'm 
quite enjoying it. It's it's um, I think it's a little bit cathartic because it deals with a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. um, and it ha- it's a, a very well acted. All of the cast are incredible. I'm I mean I it's about like a bunch of people in high school. And and sort of like what modern life for high schoolers is like in yep. states. I'm having some objections to it. Like maybe it's different in the states. I don't know, but like the parties that these kids go to, and there's always a party. And I'm like, when I was in high school, there a there wasn't always a party, and when there was, they were not like that. Yeah, they were pretty friggin' lame compared to that. So there's some things like that that I'm like, well, maybe it's different in the States and maybe it's different nowadays than in the late 90s, but some of it doesn't quite feel true. But overall, it's still a pretty interesting show, so I've been kind of binge-watching that. Um, and if you want to watch a kind of a drama about the, you know, drugs and sex and things like that, it's pretty powerful. It unfortunately is not a happy go lucky show, so if you're looking to be cheered up, um, that's probably not a good starting place. <laughs> um, so yeah, but Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. Um, was there anything perhaps you wanted to talk about before we get into those two shows? Well, I was just gonna say I I've seen a few episodes of Euphoria. I start like it was, yeah, I think it was. Uh, uh, the iFanboy podcast, they were talking about it, and so I started watching okay. it. And I, I'm I'm going to go back to it, but yeah, Zendaya, I think, is absolutely amazing in that yes. show. Like, she does such a good job. But, but she's amazing in everything. Like, she, she is she, she, the next Kate Blanchett. She is just so fucking incredible as she an She really actor. is. She is, yep. Um, yeah, she, she's, she's the next Kate Blanchett, for sure. And we're, you know, she's young, and we're going to be seeing her in, in movies for decades and decades and decades, because she's just fucking incredible. Yep. And then, uh, yes, uh, Sydney Sweeney. Man, is she beautiful. Uh, she's, yeah. Uh, she's on there. Um, I just remember thinking. Oh, there's some, there's some very beautiful uh, girls and women in that show. Yeah. And I had, to, I had to look up her age to make sure it wasn't. She wasn't too young, but she's, yeah. actually, she's actually 24, so it's 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 okay. There's a bunch of parts of watching this show where I'm like, wow, I'm feeling really uncomfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely House of the Dragon and, and Rings of Power on my are on my list for sure. But you go ahead, Greg. Okay, what so, are your so, thoughts? Well, okay, um, I was gleefully predicting for ages that Rings of Power was going to be fucking terrible. And I watched the first two episodes and it's fucking terrible, but it's actually a little tiny bit less terrible than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm currently having only watched two episodes, giving it a three out of five. And I was expecting it to be a two out of five. So, if you compare it to the Peter Jackson films, even to the Hobbit films, which were not great, it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah. The cinematography's not as good. 
the music's not as good, the acting isn't as good, the dialogue isn't as good, the special effects aren't as good. It doesn't hold up at all. And yet they spent $450 million to make the first season. That's like more than it costs to make all three of the first Lord of the Rings films put together. Yep. And it's just like, so money wasn't the problem. But the show feels cheap on some fronts. A lot of the wigs and costumes look really shitty. Like some of them, I'm like, I've seen cosplayers with way better costumes than these guys. Yep. And some of the CGI looks pretty phony. And I was really disappointed about that because that's one of the best parts of the Peter Jackson films was the level of detail they went into on the costumes and the armor and the weapons and even mm-hmm. the, 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 the fighting. They tried as much as they could to base it on historical examples and to make swords and weapons and armor that were, you know, these are real weapons. These are practical. This is how you would use it. Whereas here, like some of the swords, you're like, that sword would be completely useless in that style of fighting. Yeah. And it's too big and it's too heavy and it would never work. And like those the dwarven hammers they were using to smash rocks, like A, that hammer's not big enough to smash that rock in half, and B <clears throat> like it why would you have a hammer like that? It doesn't make any kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they just it, to me it feels like what happened is they spent a lot of money to buy the rights. I believe it was $500 million. And then they were just so determined to get it made and on television as fast as possible that they just rushed the whole thing because the costumes don't look great. The props don't look great. The settings don't all look great. It looks rushed. And that comes off as looking cheap, but it wasn't cheap. It was I believe the most expensive show ever made for television. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yet it looks cheap at times. And it's, it's really strange to me. Um, the other part of it is there's a whole lot of like, is this supposed to be a prequel to the Peter Jackson films? Or is this not the lady they cast as Galadriel? Maybe could grow up to look like Kate Blanchett. Maybe. But the guy they cast as Elrond looks nothing like Hugo Weaving. No. And it's very confusing because I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to believe that this is what happened however many thousands of years before Lord of the Rings or if this is just fan fiction. Like, it's very confusing. When you saw Sauron in his armor, it looked almost exactly the same as the armor that he wore in Lord of the Rings. Yep. So it's just, it's a, it's really confusing. I wish that they would have picked a direction either. Yes, this is a definite prequel to the Jackson films or fuck no, this is a completely different thing. And instead they kind of like, that's a different thing, but we're going to tease you and make you not sure. And I, I think that ambiguity is kind of strange. Yeah. um... Uh, well, before you before you move on to House of the Dragon, I'll I'll just jump in because this is on my list. Oh, I, I got way more to say about Rings of Power, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think the biggest problem with this show, and it's the problem that a lot of shows have nowadays, and a lot of movies, is poor writing. Um, oh, the writing is atrocious. 
Yeah, like, like one, one thing that bugged me, and it just really bugged me, is at the end of the first episode, when Galadriel jumps out of the boat and decides to swim, um, like, she's literally, like, literally across you know, an ocean. Pardon my language here, but what the fuck was that? She's just gonna swim? Yeah. Elves are not superheroes. They're not gods. They're not invincible. They're just immortal, and they maybe have a little bit of magic. Like, yep. she can't swim across a friggin' ocean. Yeah, and then she... later when she gets rescued, suddenly she's too weak to do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, two minutes ago, you were going to swim the whole ocean, and now you're too weak to do anything? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, she literally was across an ocean. Like, literally, she swam... She would have to swim the Atlantic to get back, right? Yeah. To to Middle-Earth. So that bugged yeah. me. And then she just happens to come across a raft in the middle... You know, it's... Like... Yeah. That just, in that, the middle of the friggin' ocean. Yeah, that really... Like, bad writing. It's just... Totally terrible writing. Yeah. Uh, that and some of the dialogue is pretty bad. Too. Yeah, um, there's, there's some cringe. The the guy, you know, like I'm not look. I like one of the things that I got going for me uh, going into the series is I actually don't know a lot about of uh, you know Tolkien's uh, Middle Earth lore. Um, yeah, okay. like like I've watched. You know, of course, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I never did finish the Hobbit trilogy because I was so disappointed. Well, it wasn't worth it wasn't worth finishing. And and I even uh, back in 2019, I bought the special edition version of that because for me, I love the special edition of Lord of the Rings. That uh, like I love those. Um, to me, it just made those movies better. So I was like, oh, they did a special edition of the Hobbit trilogy. Maybe that might make it better. But I have not brought myself to watch them yet. So they're still sitting. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, but other than that, I've never read the books. I've never read all the, you know, the expanded stuff. So basically my knowledge of this series comes from, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. So I understand, like, this series takes place during the Second Age. Um, a problem, a lot of the, like, a lot of the hardcore Tolkien fans don't like this show. And oh, one, no. one of the biggest issues is the fact that the Second Age literally encompasses thousands of years of events. And basically what yeah. Amazon's doing is they're putting all these big events into one singular time period so that they can yes. basically have the same cast, um, which is, a, like, it, like from my perspective, is a mistake because why not just tell the stories as the you know as they are i mean you can still have galadriel and uh uh elrond show up because i mean they're you know timeless or whatever yeah. they're they're they you were know. alive then and they'll still be alive later yeah um, um but you know just recast but i i guess they don't you know i think from a create like i understand from a creative perspective that might take people out of the show by making it like an anthology where each season takes place in a different time um yeah so part part of what's happened here though amazon did not get the rights to lord of the rings yeah they did not get the rights to the silmarillion they did not get the rights to the hobbit they got the rights to the appendixes from the lord of the rings which if you've ever read the book 
the third book, half the friggin' book is just the appendices. Which talk about all these different events in greater detail and the back history, and nine out of ten people never read them because they're really dry. Yeah, that's what they got the rights to. So that means there's some things that they cannot do. There are some characters who were alive in those time periods that they do not have the rights to put in their show. So basically, what they've done is made fan fiction out of the liner notes from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it, to me, just saying that out loud, I'm like, why the fuck would you spend close to a billion dollars to do that? Well, like there are so many fantasy properties out there that you could buy and bring to life. Mm -hmm. Why would you spend that much money to basically do made up fan fiction? Yeah, just, it's so bizarre to me. Well, it, it it's like name recognition, right? Like because the, they actually put oh, Lord I, I of know that's exactly why they did it. Yeah, they knew that. Well, everybody who watched the Peter the Jackson Lord of the movies Rings films and the Hobbit movies will want to watch this. Yeah, <clears throat> and Amazon didn't. Amazon didn't make this show to make money. They made this show. It's part of their their idea is to improve the entire Amazon experience. So they want you to think Amazon has everything. Mm -hmm. They have the movies, they have the TV shows, they have music, they have shopping. They're, they want Amazon to be your everything. So essentially this show is like marketing for them. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much it costs. They're not making the show hoping you'll sign up for Prime membership just to watch it. Their goal is is not that. So it's very strange and convoluted. Um, cause think about it this way, like Amazon is one of, if not the biggest retailer company in the world. Mm -hmm. There's no rings of power merch. There's no t-shirts. There's no action figures. Yeah. The only thing they've done <laughs> is, um, the, like if you buy the books, Lord of the Rings, now they got different covers where they're using, yeah. uh, rings of power pictures and stuff. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, you know, um, to, to make this series and spend that much money and then not merchandise the shit out of it? Yeah. Well, it, it, one thing this reminds me of... Well, first, before I get to that, uh, I will say, like, on the plus side, it does... Uh, to me, it does look good. Like, the like where they're, where they're filming, everything looks all right to me. Uh, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... I actually kind of found myself a little bored at times. Like I, I found myself actually like seeing how much time I had left on the, on the show. And to me, oh, that's I not, did that more than once too. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's not a good sign, you know, like to, to use the, you know, not, not to get into house of the dragon too much before we get into it. Uh, but house of the dragon, a lot, a lot of times that end of the episode comes, and I'm like, shit, I, I, I would have kept watching this. Like, why does it have to end? Uh, yeah. Whereas rings of power. I'm like, when is this going to end? You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm hoping it gets well, better. Just because a lot of it too was really boring. Yeah. Like um, a lot of it was just boring. But, um, but I just wanted to say real quick, that what this reminds me of though, is like I said, not knowing a lot about, you know, the backstory, you know, have not having read the Tolkien stuff. I'm okay with this show. Like it, it's not like I'm like, Oh my God, I hate this. Blah, blah, blah. 
I'm going to keep watching it because you know I do like fantasy. I did I did like the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't hate it, but I I totally understand why a Tol- Tolkien scholars, Tolkien fans would hate this show because what this reminds me of is what Star Trek Discovery did to Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, like they like like exactly they totally right. disregarded the lore. And some of the things that happen, you know, like... While simultaneously trying to retcon it. Yeah. And, like, one thing that uh, drove me nuts about Star Trek Discovery, especially that first season, like, I like, um, uh, Sinequa Martin-Green, I like her as an actress, she's fine enough, but I hate the fact that they write her character that she's, like, some angry woman that's better than any man she works with. I really hate uh-huh. that trope in modern pop culture. Like, you can have a strong female character, but she doesn't. It doesn't have to come at the expense of making the men look stupid or incompetent. Um, you know, like Princess Leia could get away with it. Like she's, you know, given given the guys a hard time in the first Star Wars movie. But at the end of the day, you know, she appreciated them. You know, she she grew to like them. But like Galadriel, for example, like she's always angry. Like when she's talk, like when Elrond's talking to her, um, I'm like, why is she so mad at him? Like I, I like I don't get it. Like, it, yeah, you know, it's so it's very strange. And like Galadriel is not a warrior. Yeah. And like, it just it's so bizarre. It's like just so bizarre. And I, I just and don't... I'm like. How how is this super angry? I hate Sauron. I will spend an, an entire lifetime tracking down every trace of him and extinguishing it. Someday he's going to give me a magic ring and I'm going to keep it. Like yeah, what? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, and I and like I said, I just hate that trope in modern pop culture where you where the women are only strong and powerful at the expense of making the men around them look stupid and weak. Like, I, I hate that. Um, because, I mean, if it was the other way around, if it was, you know, men were only looking good by making women look stupid and weak, that would be sexist. Yeah, you'd hate that. yeah I'd hate that, too. Yeah, I would hate that, too, but everyone would point it out for Star being... Trek is, to me, Star Trek should be the franchise where, like, men and women are both equal, and sometimes they're great and sometimes they're stupid, and yeah, that's how it should be instead of whatever the hell it is. Yeah, like like it would like if it if it goes you know the one way it's I don't know it just seems like it's not sexist if it's a woman belittling the man but if it's the man belittling belittling the woman it's sexist and that yeah. to me that's just not right you know like you you should not your character shouldn't be defined by the shortcomings of others no matter yeah. who what their sex or gender or whatever right. Yeah, I I'd agree on that. But to me, like, because I know like my, like uh, uh, my buddy Jeff, uh, Jeff Torvalson. Um, mm-hmm. I know he, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. When he watched uh, the first season of Discovery, he actually came up to me. He's like, "Dude, I don't know what your problem is with Discovery. I really liked it." But the thing with Jeff is he's not a Star Trek fan. He never, you know, he didn't watch, you know. Other, oh, okay. So you know, was, like he okay. he was not a fan, right? Like he 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 knew of it. But he never, you know, was never, you know, a fan of it. 
So when Discovery came along, like it's more along the it's more of a Star Wars show than a Star Trek show. And he loves yeah. Star Wars. So uh, so he's like I I think it's great and I'm like, yeah, you know, but not for you know, a fan like me that, you know, grew up watching the original series and watching TNG. It just doesn't fit. So I, no, I it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like Star Trek to me, right? It feels yeah. more like Star Wars than Star Trek. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening with the Tolkien fans here is because this does not, you oh. know, like they're ignoring canon and changing things for their own uh, creative purposes. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. And and that and that's the thing, like they're calling it Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. So you so immediately, like you were saying, Ragnar, like you you think it's related to the Peter Jackson movies, but is it? I, I don't and know. I, and I really don't think it is. And I think if like, it is, if it is, I want to know where all the black elves and dwarves went. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and not, and not just that, but and, and I. I want to say I don't have any issue with with black elves and black oh, no. dwarves and all that. That's fine, but why the fuck do the dwarf women not have beards? Yep. Like, and, and like, I mean, there's that. Remember uh, when Gimli is describing the yeah. dwarf women, and he's like, you know, they are so alike in appearance to the men that they are often mistaken for men. And then we we see this, and you're like, no, they're very clearly female. Yeah. And, and I was and, so disappointed. I I thought the actress was great. I actually quite liked her performance. I just oh yeah, me too. She I, needed to have a a beard or giant mutton chops, like something. Or or maybe and it was just th- like this throw, is terrible. Or throw an explanation out there, you know, like why she decided to shave, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, you could you could. I think you'd be wiser to just try to find a way to make a beard look pretty, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was super disappointed with that. And I, I knew that going in because there was pictures yeah. of her release long before the show came out. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, uh, like not n- nothing against the actors. And then all, she was all, the Elvish, all the Elvish men have short hair, which is kind of weird. Makes them look more like Vulcans or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, a lot of the elves are like downright ugly. And they were always described in the books as being like so beautiful that just to see an elf was like a joy. Yeah, and most of them, I'm like, they're ugly and they look like men. This is weird. Yep. And I'm I'm assuming that guy that showed up at the end of the episode one is Gandalf. Well, I'm assuming it's Gandalf too, but I don't know if Amazon has the rights to Gandalf. That's what so I was wondering. It might be a made. It might be a made up wizard that's not even in any of the lore. Because that that's something I actually had to look up because like I just assumed Gandalf was a guy who became a wizard but i guess they come no from... he's like from a he's like a different the wizards are like a different race yeah and they're kind of like they're, they're more like angels is yeah. what they are yeah yeah and then and there's, would... there's a whole bunch of them there's there's gandalf and saruman and radagast and then there's two blue ones there's five of them yeah well and then i was thinking yeah. if, if so this I'm is like, gandalf and, and gandalf is is the number two he's not even the number one guy Saruman's number one. Well, that's so what I was Gandalf wondering. Gandalf shows up, if it is Gandalf, well, where the fuck are the other four wizards? Yeah, like, wouldn't Saruman be there before him? Wouldn't Saruman be there first? So yeah. the other theory I heard is that that's going to be Sauron reappearing and and starting oh. his phase of trying to get everyone to believe that he's a good guy. Okay. Okay. And, and then 
then I'm like, well, then it's an extreme misdirection that they're making us think it's Gandalf because, like, he did things that, you know, it would make yeah. sense if it was Gandalf. They would explain his love of the halflings. There was that thing where he's, like, communicating with the moths. Like, it, they set it up that it's Gandalf. So if it's not, that's a huge misdirection on their part. Which would be cool. Like, if, if they actually did that. Yeah. I would I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, wow, they actually did something cool on this show. Because I, I just assume the 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 guy on the raft was Sauron. No, yeah. I think that's supposed to be um, either Isildir or Elendil. Oh, the, okay. I think that's supposed to be them. Hmm. But I don't know. It, I'm going to keep watching it because yeah. essentially it's free for me. Yeah. But it's a hot mess, and I don't think it's ever going to get better. And I also don't think they're going to do five seasons. I think they'll cut their their losses at one or two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll I'll stick with it. Um like I mean a, if it if it gets too much worse, I will drop out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel that like, oh my god, there's a new episode tomorrow. I can't wait to watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, that comes out tomorrow. Well, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. um I know the one of the guys I work with, he had seen it like basically when it came out. So basically all weekend he was asking me, have you seen it? Have you seen it? He wanted to get my take on it. Yeah. And then my take was, uh, House of the Dragon's way better. <laughs> like, and and he's yeah. not watching House of the Dragon. So I was like, you got to watch House of the Dragon, man. Like, it's good. So anyway, let, let's move on to, unless you have anything more for uh, Rings well, of I, Power. Well, I just had one closing thing to say about okay. Rings of Power. And... Some people are going to disagree with me on this, and that's fine. I've never read the Wheel of Time books. So I'm familiar with them just because people I know have read them. Yep. And they've told me about them. But I've never read them. When I watched the show, I was underwhelmed. I didn't Mm -hmm. think it sucked, but I didn't think it was amazing. And I thought, it feels like they just skimped out a little bit on the budget, and this could have been really good. When I watched Rings of Power, I was like, this is the level of quality I was hoping Wheel of Time would have. Yeah. And it it doesn't. Wheel of Time is way below this. So that's sort of how I felt about Rings of Power. I'm like, well, I wish they'd put these resources into the Wheel of Time, and then the Wheel of Time would have been pretty friggin' kick-ass. Yeah, I totally agree. Rings of Power is definitely not kick-ass so far. Wheel of Time, to me... And I've only watched like the first three or four episodes. It felt like I was watching a CW show. Yeah, well, I think it was Lillian who said it. It was like watching a mid two thousands BBC production. Yeah. And you're like, this is good and it's a cool, but it should have been bigger and better than it was. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, I've never read the books either, but from what. No, from what I've no. heard, and, I, and people I know who have read the book say, "Well, yeah. they're really good, but they're exhausting because there's so many of them, and each book is so long, mm-hmm. and it takes so long for things to happen." And and that's so, the like, thing. My, my friends who have read the books hated the show because they were like, they raced through it so fast, they missed so many things. Yeah. And then I'm watching the show, and I'm like, "Wow, there's a lot of really slow parts here." Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, um, with when Game of Thrones came out, 
like I it had been recommended to me at least a year before the show came out the book series yeah. uh, Son of Ice and Fire a friend of mine recommended it and, yeah. I st- and I was like okay so I started reading the first book but I had a hard time getting into it because of all the different names and all the houses yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah. so I'm like you know yeah. what I'm going to wait till I, till I watch the show and then I'll go back so I watched the first season of, of uh, uh, Game of Thrones and then I and then I I loved it and I went back and reading that first book was so much easier for me. Like it was like it, it opened my eyes. Uh, there's, there is a lot that's in the book that isn't in the show. So it, I, I was, I was able to enjoy it on a different level, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. And especially season one and book one, they pair up really well. Yeah. And you're Um, basically just like, the show is just like a shortened version of the first book. Yeah. As the books go on, they, they deviate heavily, but but book one and, and season one, they're pretty compatible together. They are, yeah. Um, but I, I thought, well, maybe the Wheel of Time will be the same. Because I tried reading the first Wheel of Time book, and I got, I don't know, 80 pages in, and I'm like, Ugh, like I'm, I'm just having a hard time with this. Like Maybe I'll wait yeah. to watch the show, and then it'll inspire me to read it. And it just didn't. It's like, I couldn't finish the first season, and it's like, I don't even want to read the books. You know, like, ugh. It's so, so disappointing. But yeah, anyway, I'm with you. Um, something that wasn't disappointing for me was House of the Dragon. Um, so Ragnar, you go ahead and I'll let, I'll let you kick it off with House of the Dragon. Uh, so I've seen, there's three episodes out? Yep. Yeah, okay, so I've seen all three. Um, okay, first I'm going to give you my complaints, because I do have a couple. Okay. First complaint... I really wish they would have made a new theme song instead of reusing the Game of Thrones theme song. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was super cool to hear that song again, but I was like, no, nah, I wanted a I wanted a new song that was on that level. Yeah. Um, so that was a disappointment. And then my next criticism is the wigs are fucking terrible. <laughs> and I, I was having some trouble just because the wigs look so unconvincing in some shots. Especially Matt Smith's, his wig looks fucking terrible. See, and um, and and I honestly, I I find Matt Smith's wig is awesome. Like I I thought I thought it would be jarring for me because you know he's my favorite doctor. Um, but I was like, actually, I it works. The the only ones that don't work for me are the Valerians, or no, sorry, the yeah, Val no, Val. The other family, um, yeah, the other like the the black guy, the Valerian. His dreads look—they just look fake. They don't yeah. look real. They look fake. well, especially his daughter's wig. Like when, you know, yeah, when they, they both look fake. I'm like, I have I have friends who are of that same skin tone with dreads, and their dreads don't look like that. Yeah, so um, I was a little disappointed with that too. Although I was like, this is super fucking cool to see, like, like these characters. These are cool. And I really liked the characters. I just thought the wigs looked like shit. Well, the the thing um, that like with the Targaryens and the Valerians is they yeah. they come from old Valeria. Yeah. Um, so they're they're actually supposed to look almost like a different race of humans. Like in the books, they have yeah. purple eyes, right? Like they have like the yeah, blonde hair. And they, I know and they abandoned look, that early on in the show, and I wish they hadn't. I wish they would have. No, kept I wish they had. I think that would have been so badass. 
Because I think if you if they had purple eyes, it would it would the wigs work for me because I'm I keep telling myself that these are not like humans. You know, it's almost like they're aliens, sorta. Uh, from yeah. a Star Trek perspective, um, so I just kind of kind of you know it's kind of like the Vulcans. You know how they have like the fishbowl haircut. I just kind of yeah, I, I just yeah. kind of settle myself with like that's just the way the Vulcans are. Um, yeah, okay. Whereas the Targaryens, I kind of, you know, like, yeah, it kind of looks fake, but at the same time, they're also from a different place. And I, I just think the purple eyes would have sold it better if they if they would have kept them. But, but I, I completely agree. But from what I un- so- yeah, from what I understand, I think they tried, but Amelia Clark or, or uh, the other actor who played her brother, um couldn't wear them because they with the purple tint it it just messed up their eyes too much or something see i well i read that they they tried them and on camera they didn't work oh okay you couldn't see that they were actually purple oh and then they well if we keep these then we have to cgi every time we see these characters we've got to cgi their eyes and that's going to be crazy expensive yeah, that, and I think it would that's take the, you that's out. That's what of I heard. So then they decided against it, and they, I think the Targaryens just all have blue eyes or something. Yeah, which, but, uh, like, I don't know. Like, even if you couldn't notice them, like, well, if, if, I, I still think they should have spent the money and done the purple because then it would be like every time we saw purple eyes, we're like, holy fuck, there's a Targaryen. Yeah, um, but the thing is, like, I don't think it needs to be like noticeable, like unless you're doing a close up anyway because yeah. i mean because i mean realistically like like take my mom for example my mom's got green eyes right but you wouldn't cool. you wouldn't know it until you actually like get up close to her eyes right from a distance yeah, she looks like it from yeah angle. yeah so like from a distance it looks like she's got blue eyes um but if you get up close it'll, you know then you could tell like they're green right um yeah and i think like the purple like it, like they could have just did that too right like you know, you do the close up and be like, "Oh, they're purple." Yeah, um, that's. I I personally think it's a small touch, but it would have. Yeah, I think they should have done it. But, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then my my other sort of complaint is the Rihanna. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. The the princess. Uh, princess. The current heir to the throne. Rihanna. Oh. Rayella? It's, it's no. something like Rainia. Rain, Rain, it's hard to pronounce. Rainiera. It's even harder to Rainiera. say. Rainiera. Rainiera, yeah. yeah. She looks too much like the character of Bean from Disenchantment. Oh, okay. And like, it's driving me nuts. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh, it's Princess Tia Beanie. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's that other chick. Oh, okay. And I, it's... Part of me is like, whoa, man, if they ever made a live-action disenchantment, that's who should play Bean. But the other part of me is like, oh, man, this is really bothering me. Um, and it's it's actually distracting me from her performance, because all I see is Bean. And I'm like, Bean would never do that. Yeah. Oh, wait, this isn't Bean. Um, and then the other two, the two main leads, the king and um, the prince... When they're in their their kind of quote unquote armor, they look too much like the fucking Witcher for me. <laughs> oh. And I and I wish that they had just like especially when Matt Smith when he's wearing the black armor. Yeah. 
Like, he looks too much... Like, when he's wearing the black armor and he takes the helmet off, he looks exactly like a Witcher. Well, it, and it, I'm like, they should have... They should have known about the Witcher series, and they should have made sure to make the Targaryen armor red. And yeah. then we wouldn't have... Nobody would be able to say that. He looks like a Witcher. But both him and his his brother, the king, they both look like fucking witchers. So when I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh, so there's Princess Bean, there's the old witcher, and there's the young witcher. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, so. it, it's funny because, uh, again, Witcher is another series I never got into, so that never bothered yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's also a hot mess, and there's things I really like about it, but as a whole, it's not very good. But it's, um, it's funny that you mention it, though, because one of the rumors I forgot to mention during the rumor news segment is uh, the rumor is that Henry Cavill might be cast in season two of House of the Dragon. Oh, that'd be great. So I don't know if he'd play a Targaryen. Then we'd have three three witchers. Yeah, so I don't know if he'll play a Targaryen, so I don't know if he'll have, you know, but I mean, you know, I guess maybe save some money, he can just bring his wig over from the witcher. Yeah, right. Um, So... And then Those also, my, also my, real quick, right. another casting rumor was Elizabeth Olsen might be in season two. Oh, so anyway, okay. that, that that those were the rumors that I heard. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, right now. So, go ahead. So the, the, well, those were my complaints about the show, and they're fairly minor. I think the wigs mm-hmm. could be better, and I think they could have done a little bit more to make them not look like witchers. And I really wish they would have invented a new theme song. And yes. they could have yeah. had Agreed. elements of the old song in it. That would have been really cool. But mm-hmm. to just recycle it, I'm like, ah oh, man. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it kicks fucking ass. And when you compare it to the Rings of Power, you're like, well, gee, I wonder which show I'm going to watch. Like, mm-hmm. it's so much fucking better. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's it's great. And and you know, Matt Smith does steal every second that he's on the frame. Like every second he's in the show is the best part of the show. Yep. Even though his character is horrific. Like his character's a, a whiny spoiled brat baby who throws temper tantrums. Like really, that's who his character is. Yep. Well, I should be the king cuz I'm better than you, so I'm going to go have a temper tantrum, you know. But he plays it so well that yep. you're like, I don't care. I love this character. Even though in real life he'd be like, I fucking hate this guy. Could somebody please murder him? But on show, on screen, you're just like, holy fuck, this guy is incredible. Yeah. And, um, and I did love the part where they were jousting and that no-name knight just kicks the snot out of him after he, like, beats everybody else. Yeah. I thought that was particularly great because I'm like, that is going to rankle this character. That's going to drive him nuts for the rest of his life that he got beaten by a nobody. And I'm sure those two, like they kind of squared off at one point. I'm sure they're going to fight at some point. And I'm, I wouldn't even be surprised if like, you know, the prince has to go out of his way to try to kill that guy, maybe even more than once because it's, it's just going to rankle him. But I th- yeah. thought that was great. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's really great. Um, as a whole, I don't think with the exception of Matt Smith, the casting is perhaps as strong as in Game of Thrones. Like in Game of Thrones, you met some characters and you were just instantly like, holy fuck, I love this person. Yep. And in this show, 
with again, with the exception of Matt Smith, I don't quite feel that way. Like the guy who plays the hand, I'm like, yeah, you're good, but I don't really care if things happen to you. Yeah. Where he... like, you know, like I haven't I haven't come across any characters that I'm super invested in yet, and I'm three episodes in. So, and I I don't I'm not trying to criticize anyone's performances. I think there's some very good performances. I'm just not super attached to anyone yet. Uh for me, um yeah, I love the show. I, I do love the actress that plays Rhaenyra, even though they're gonna be doing Well, con- she is she is great, but she just looks too much like Bean for me. Yeah, I think yeah, she's fantastic. But they're gonna be doing a time jump here in a few episodes, so they they actually have a different actress playing the older version of her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Same with... Um, oh, that's almost a shame, because I really I think this actress is really good. Yeah, same with um, Alicent Hightower, uh, the new yeah, queen. Yeah, she's pretty good, too. And, yeah. and, I mean, that was that was quite a surprise when the, when, you know, when the king picks her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, re- I really like the guy who plays the king. Um his name? Oh, I can't, I'm on blank. Yeah, P- Patty Reese. something. No, that, that's the hand. Reese I I fans. Oh, that's the hand. Or okay. Efons. Reese Efons. Yeah, he's the hand. Uh, he was actually the the lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man. It's that actor. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, basically, he's like Tywin and Littlefinger rolled up into one. Huh. And then huh. the guy who played the king, I think he's been on some Simon Pegg movies. Um, but uh, I, I really like him, and um, I like the chemistry between him and Matt Smith because I I really feel, you know, like he he is the, they are brothers, you know, like the the way you know, like the king kind of lets him get away with shit that a normal person wouldn't get away with. Um, you know, that, like, that's just a brotherly thing to do, right? Um, you know, like, he loves his brother so much that he's willing to excuse so many bad things that he's done. Uh, like, especially in that first episode, when, when him and the City Watch are going out and rounding up all the criminals. Um, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal. That was, uh, um, amazing. Um, but yeah, like Matt Smith, like last episode, he literally said no lines and yet yeah, he like that end of that episode was so fucking awesome. Uh, like he's such a great actor. I'm so glad he's in this show. And, uh, uh you know, I guess I would have liked to have known a little bit more about that crab person that he was fighting. Yeah, I was a little... I was a little underwhelmed. I kind of there. felt like that character. That character seemed too cool to not really get any lines or be explained. Yeah, I figured there'd be more to it than that. Um, yeah, but at the same time, him dragging him out like that, I was like, yeah, it's pretty badass. I, I would like to have seen the fight, but maybe there wasn't a fight. Maybe it's maybe it's best we didn't see him. You know, because maybe the crab feeder just cowered like a little bitch and and. Uh, Damon just cut him in half. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, so... Um, but one thing I thought was really cool, and as as a Game of Th- uh, Thrones uh, fan, 
Um, you know, something that wasn't in this book. It's based on the book uh, Fire and Blood uh, by George R. R. Martin. It's part one of a two-parter that he's doing. Um, was the fact that uh, Viserys, the king, or Aegon the... Like, the reason why Aegon... It's revealed at the end of the episode one, the reason why Aegon the Conqueror went to Westeros was because he had a vision of the Long Night. So he knew... Right. He knew the, you know, like, the, these dark forces were coming from the north... And that a Targaryen had to be there to lead um, the forces against the darkness. Um, mm. And I thought that was—I thought that was super cool. Because I mean, as much as I don't like that last episode or last season of Game of Thrones, it actually kind of makes it kind of cool that the fact that you know Danny and John were Targaryens and they did lead. You know, they're the armies or Westeros against the armies of darkness yeah. and one. So it kind of kind of elevated that a little bit. Um, yeah. And and yeah. also the blade or the dagger that Viserys carries on his hip. That's yeah. a, that's the same blade. Oh, I recognize that right away. Yeah, and I had no idea that was like I. I mean, it makes sense. It's made from Valerian steel. It would come from old Valeria. Targaryens are from old Valeria. You know, it makes sense. But the fact that yeah, you know, it just so happens that that's the knife that um, he carries around. Like, did Aegon know that would be the ni- the knife to kill the Night King? You know, I just I thought yeah, that was I, a, that was a good that was see that was how you do a retcon proper. That was yeah. a good retcon. You know? Yeah, and, and and like I said, it's not in the books. It and obviously because George R. R. Martin is um, you know uh, one of the creators on the show, he's working with yeah, he's with like the showrunners or something. Yeah, so this is something obviously he had up his sleeve, and I'm wondering what else he's going to reveal on the show, which I think is it's just awesome. Like, it's fantastic. Uh, and, yeah, there's, there's so, many, so many other stories they can tell and with the, with this world. Um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm super glad that we got this show, because, like, yeah, the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, really disappointing. But I was I was um, optimistic about this sh- series going in because of George R. R. Martin's involvement, and I'm 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 glad that you know it's as good as it is. Um, it's definitely probably yeah. my as of right now, it's on my list of uh, best new series of 2022. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I definitely am way more excited for the next episode of this than the next episode of Rings of Power. Like, there's no contest in my mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I have not read the, the book it is based on, so to a certain extent, I like it better because I have nothing to compare to except the Game of Thrones show. You know, I don't have like, oh, this character is going to die now, and... And this character does, like, I don't know any of that going in, so it's all new and fresh to me. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's great. And I suspect it's quite successful. I'm pretty confident they're going to make at least another season of it. And uh, I imagine they'll have more money behind it for season two, and it'll probably look slightly better. Although I don't think it looks bad or anything. Um. One thing I'll, I'll throw out there, little teaser, is uh, what happens to Rhaenyra 
and her brother, like the little baby we saw in the last episode, Aegon. Yeah. Um, King, like in, I guess it would have been season four, no, season three of Game of Thrones. You remember there was that scene when Joffrey, when they were at the Sept of, I don't know, one of the, one of the Septs, and Joffrey was showing Marjorie around, and he's like, this is, you know, this is so-and-so uh, Targaryen, and this is so-and-so, and, um, Olena and, and Cersei were also walking with them, and, right, um, he, Joffrey actually reveals what happens to Rhaenyra and Aegon in that scene. He actually says it. Huh. So if you ever go back and rewatch that season or that episode, you'll it'll it'll spoil you to what happens to Rhaenyra and Aegon. So huh, cool, yeah. So I, I I just love that that the it's so intricate and yet it works. Like this is how you do continuity, guys. You know, like like guys that uh, that are working Lord of the Rings right now and Star Trek should really take notes. You know, because this is how you do continuity. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, oh, I'm, 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 I'm sure Amazon is aware of the quality of their show. But like I said, their their goal is very different than HBO. HBO's goal is get as many people as possible to pay money to watch this. Mm-hmm. And Amazon's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're still it's more of a like for Amazon. It's basically marketing. It's just a commercial. I mean, how many times did we mention Amazon in the course of this podcast because of the show, right? Well, and one thing I noticed, because I got an Amazon Fire Stick, when I push the Amazon button now to go to Amazon Prime, it doesn't say Amazon Prime. It just says uh, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power huh? before before it takes you to the app. Huh. So, so it's like, yeah, it's like a little commercial to go into the app yeah. for the show. Did you, yeah. did you have huh. any, anything else for uh, Brain Candy? Um, I, I suppose before we move on to anything else or wrap things up, I'd like to throw out a mention that I completely forgot until only a few minutes ago. I'm really enjoying the She-Hulk show. Me too. Yep. Um, at first, I wasn't totally sold on it. The first episode was fun, but I wasn't totally sold on it. But as I continue to watch it, and I haven't watched the most recent one that came out today. I haven't watched yeah, that yet. me either. No. Um, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm really liking it. It, it feels fresh. It's like a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. because it's done differently. The way she talks to the camera and stuff. It. I really. I'm really liking it. I think it's awesome. Yep. And I. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I heard that they're supposed to be Daredevil is supposed to have not even a cameo but an actual part, and we've yet to see him. Yep. And uh, it was really cool that they brought Tim Roth in for a, to be Abomination, and of course it's fun to see, you know, the Hulk anytime you can. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really excited to see where it goes, and I hope it does well so that they make more of it. And maybe we could even see the She-Hulk show up in a Marvel movie. That would be super awesome. Yep, that's what I'm what I'm hoping for, definitely. Yeah, but I'm but I'm really enjoying it, and I think it's it's really great, and it's different, and not different in a bad way, but different in a like, oh, cool, this is great. This is just a breath of fresh air, you know. Yep. 
And yeah, I, I'm totally digging it. And, and probably once we finish this recording, I'll go watch the next episode. Yeah, I'm probably going to as well. I've been meaning to all day, but then, yeah, the whole, with the Queen passing, I was watching yeah, a lot of that, the news. Yeah. Got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, I, if I had if I had a, a, two criticisms about She-Hulk, the first one is the CGI is not great or as good as it could be. Yeah. And the episodes are too short, and those yep. are my two complaints. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I'm willing to forgive the CGI because the rest of it is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I know, like, there's a lot of people criticizing it. And yeah, I've, I've heard more criticisms than praise, but I, I don't really get it because I think it's really good. Yeah, and, and well, when people, I don't know, like, some of the criticism, like, like in the last episode, like the, um, or the last episode we watched, uh, yeah, there, there was the mid credit scene where she's twerking with, um, I don't know. Yeah, that. but that was funny. Yeah, well, and the right? thing because it was awesome because they had the the Asgardian elf is is duped the guy into thinking that he's dating Megan the Stallion, and then she actually shows up. That yeah. was fucking awesome. See, and I don't even know who that is. Like, I like that's how old oh, she, I am. She's a she's a rapper, and I I couldn't even name one of her songs, but she's famous for basically just being super hot. Yeah. In like a curvy, sexy girl kind of way. Yeah. And, and a girl I used to date was obsessed with her. And so I never, fortunately, I never had to listen to the music because I suspect I wouldn't like it. Yeah. But I got to see all kinds of, oh, look at her in this outfit and oh, look at her in this outfit. And she's super fucking hot. Yep. Well, and. So, but and, I just thought that was so funny that they made all these jokes and then, oh, and there she is. And and I thought I thought it was great too. Um, even though I don't know the the the, the singer or whatever the rapper, um, but at the same time I got the joke. And I know people, you know, like I saw some YouTubers and some blogs, you know, oh Marvel re- has reached a new low with She Hulk. It's like ha- having had having read the She Hulk comic books back in the day. This is in line with what happens in the She Hulk comic books. Like she's always breaking the fourth wall. They're always doing, you know, like, um, there's, there's one, it, it was in, uh, the John Byrne run where she's actually doing jump rope naked. So anytime like the rope comes around, that's when it covers up her private areas. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean like this is back in like the late eighties, early nineties. So, I mean, she Hulk's always been like risque slash breaking fourth wall slash goofy. So this show was right in line with it. So I don't understand why people are saying it's not like the comic books because it, it's exactly like the comic books, the She-Hulk comic books. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, aside from uh, everything that you've mentioned already, Ragnar, I just wanted to quickly throw out there: Rick and Morty season six is on the air. Um, oh, okay, that's exciting. Yeah, so I, I ended up subscribing to Stack TV because normally I just pay for it on on iTunes. Oh, okay, but, yeah. But you end up paying like 60 bucks for a season, right? And so I was like, and that Stack TV is only twelve ninety nine, and, you know, I don't know. I thought, okay, I'll just try it. But the, I didn't realize with Stack TV is, like, when there's commercial breaks during the show, they actually show a commercial. Like, it's only one commercial, 
But oh. it's like, but I'm paying for the sub, you know, from for the streaming service. Why are you putting commercials in? Um, that, so that, that really sucks. And and the other thing that sucks is it comes out on Stack TV a day after it's been on the air, so you don't get to watch it the same day. Because like I uh. kept I kept like refreshing my my Amazon Prime because I got Stack TV through Amazon Prime, so I kept refreshing it because I wanted to watch Rick and Morty, the season premiere, uh, because YouTubers are already, you know, putting out there, you know, uh, about Rick and Morty, the season. Oh, so I didn't, I, I didn't want to like even go on YouTube because I didn't want to get spoiled. Yeah, um, yeah. but I got to say first episode, awesome that, you know, like it, it was hilarious. You know, there's a new, new villain, um, which totally makes sense for the show. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Rick and Morty. It's fantastic. Cool. Um, I also rewatched Clerks and Clerks Two in preparation for the Edmonton Expo because uh, even though half, even though Kevin Smith canceled and yeah, half of the other celebrities canceled yeah and they even had more celebrities today they they like you you messaged me the uh, the two actors yeah from... they they added two and lost three yeah yeah, yeah. so and Michael Rooker was Michael Rooker was the biggest name they had and he's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's a name, but he's not a big name. No, not 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 anymore. No. He was the biggest name they had, and the next biggest was Kevin Smith, and both of those guys are gone. Yeah. And I'm like, so the biggest celebs now are the Trailer Park Boys or yeah. Jay from Jay and Silent <laughs> Bob without Silent Bob? Yeah. This is terrible. Well... Like I am gonna be meeting the, I will get the Trailer Park Boys autographs, and I'll, I'll probably get the Clerks guys autographs. Well, I would um, if I I won't have a chance because I know I'll be busy. If I had yeah. a chance, I definitely want to go meet Frenchie. Yeah, um, and, and uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah. like, I'm just saying for the size of the show and the fact that it hasn't happened in two years, and two weeks ago was Fan Expo Canada, which is run by the same company. The celebrity lineup is atrocious. Yeah. And with the show like a week away, like a week today, I'll be in Edmonton with my booth already set up, waiting, you know, anxiously trying to fall asleep so that I can be well-rested for the first day of the show. Mm-hmm. And their celebrity lineup is really embarrassing. Yeah. And and it's just – it's such a disappointment because the celebs are what draw the crowds. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's just – it feels insulting to the, the attendees – Mm-hmm. That they pay so much money to be there, and then there's so few celebrities, and the ones there are are not necessarily that big or are even hard to get. Yeah. So I think I think it's a shame. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But uh, yeah, no, I, I just seen on Amazon Prime that Clerks and Clerks Two was on there, so I, I rewatched them this weekend. And also, oh, I, I love. Yeah, me too. And also, there's a third Clerks movie coming out. Yeah, so. they've already filmed it, but it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, great, great movies. If you've never watched Clerks, I, I love them. And last but not least, I watched this last night. I watched the Elvis movie. Um, yeah, my, my parents went and saw it. They loved it. Yeah, so did my mom. And and I liked they, they it. Said, they said they didn't think the guy who played Elvis was super convincing, but they still loved the film as a whole. It's funny. And they also said that they they were the youngest people in the theater, and my parents are 69 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, so. 
it it was a good movie. Um, I thought Tom Hanks actually did a really good job because he's basically the villain of the movie. Uh, so it's kind of yeah, yeah, and it's rare that he plays a villain. Yeah, because he was he played Colonel Tom Parker. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was good. The actor who played Elvis, like yeah, um, he wasn't totally convincing until the end. Until they they put him in the the fat suit to play like the oh, older. Yeah, the older out of shape Elvis cuz they actually do this thing towards the end of the movie where they tri- where they switch and you actually see the real Elvis and it's actual footage from his last concert. Oh, cool. And I didn't even think I didn't even realize they had switched until Crystal wow. Yeah, Crystal was like, "Is that really Elvis now?" And I'm like, looking, I'm like, "No, that's that's just the actor." And then I'm like, "Oh shit, that is Elvis." Yeah, so Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, so he was convincing that um the only my only big complaint about this movie is the fact that they use modern music in it. Um, oh, so uh, I don't. Again, this is another uh, singer. That's I don't. All kind, that sounds weird. Yeah, like, am I saying this name right? Jojo Siwa. Is is that? I don't. I don't know what that is. I I think it's a. She's a singer. Um, oh. Because I didn't even, I'm like, why? Because we were watching this, you know, earlier in the movie, and there's a scene where they're, and then they start playing this music, and I'm like, this is like something you would listen to on, like, Virgin Radio. Like, who, like, why is this in this movie? Like, that it's supposed to be in the 50s. And it was my, it was my daughter, I think she said, oh, that's Jojo Siwa or whatever. And I'm like, who? Like, like, what is this? And then, yeah, like, they, you know, they, at the end of the movie, and there's there's other times in the movie when they use modern music, and I'm like, why are you guys using modern music in this movie? You, uh, you that's lit, weird. like Elvis has such an immense uh, catalog of music that you can yeah. pull from. Why would you use other artists uh, for his uh. story? Um, so there was that, and then yeah, at the end of the movie, they you know it's Elvis playing uh, Unchained Melody. Uh, which was beautiful, and, the, and then it rolls into the credits or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, there's this rap music, like this guy rapping. Oh. And I'm like, why? Like, Oh, that's, that, that's terrible. Yeah, like, I, I messaged my mom. I'm like, this is really taking me out of the... Oh, no, she's like, keep watching it. It's a good movie. And I'm like, it was a good movie, but the, I just don't understand why they did that for the music. Because to me... Like, uh, you know, use an example, like Bohemian Rhapsody. They, you know, that movie, they used all Queen music or Queen slash Freddie Mercury music, right? They never once, you know, brought in, you know, other artists' music. Like, there was, like, no Motley Crue. There was no Aerosmith, no ACDC, no Ice Cube. It was all Queen music or Freddie Mercury. Like, this is, you know, like... Elvis should be if you're doing a movie about Elvis, it should you should be using Elvis music. Um But the only the only thing I can think of is they're trying to get an, a younger audience to because like you said, like you're you're saying Ragnar, like your parents were like the youngest people in the movie theater. I'm thinking maybe they were hoping to get younger people to come see the movie. Yeah, I'm 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 guessing that their strategy was 
trying to lure young people in. And it, well, it, a lot of younger people don't really know who Elvis is. Yeah, and and like and, the kids who are like teenagers and and whatnot now, they probably don't really know who Elvis is. No. Um, and I it did it, it didn't work. Like I didn't know that that they were using modern music in this movie. Oh, that would that would really annoy me. It it, it totally like, annoyed me. Yeah. Like you don't have to make the whole movie every piece of music doesn't have to be an Elvis song, but at least use music from the same time period. Like, yeah. That's really weird to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. And honestly, I think this should have been a mini series cuz um they really <laughs> glossed over like his movie oh, stuff. Okay. They glossed over uh basically like when he went to the army to his 68 comeback special like basically it got glossed over in like a 10 minute like montage oh, oh okay so i was mm. like there's so much that they missed there um disappointing but this movie like the, it's called elvis but it's really about colonel tom parker like tom hanks is actually like the main star of this movie Oh, okay. Because it's kind of told from his perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like, like I said, it wasn't bad. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it enough. It's just, yeah, that new music really. Now I sound like an old man. That, that new, new hippie music. Yeah, but that would t- man. If I went and saw the Johnny Cash movie, walked a line. Yeah. And then there was rap music in the credits. I'd be like, what the. F- fuck is yeah, going on even in the credits like i mean it you know the credits i could sort of be you can get away with it you know if it, especially if it's toward the end of the credits um but during the movie like that that really took me out of it or you know but other than that it was mm-hmm. good it was good All um right. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it wasn't really on my radar. So, well, it and it showed up on Crave. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, wow, like this is already on Crave. Um, so yeah, figured what the heck, I'd give it a try. Um, Ooh. I mean, I like Elvis normally anyway. Like I like I like I go to the Blue Suede Music Festival every summer, and um, oh, I'm not cool. I'm I'm not like an uber Elvis fan, but I do appreciate his music, and I do yeah. like you know, that era of music. Because, uh, like, when I go yeah. to the Blue Suede Music Festival, like, they have a guy doing Johnny Cash. They have uh, Roy cool. Orbison music. They have, um, cool. oh, what's his name? Great Balls of Fire guy. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Jerry um, Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's good era of music. Uh, yeah, that sounds great, man. I, that sounds like a fun time. It, it totally is. Um, but anywho, uh, I think we can call this an episode. Um, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. So for myself, uh, you can check me out here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Um, we will be doing an episode of Trek 1701. I was hoping for September, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, real life stuff uh, has been been keeping us apart. Yeah, uh, four four guys with diff- completely different. Well, two of them have the same schedule, and then 
But basically, there's three different schedules. It gets tricky. Yeah, it, it does, yeah. And then also our Pop Culture Pub uh, podcast episode uh, called uh, Second Opinions. Uh, we were going to record that this week, but again, everyone's schedules didn't quite align. Um, so uh, we're going to reschedule that, and that will be coming in a couple weeks. Uh, so Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Uh, well, um, I'm on both Instagram and Facebook as Ragnar the Trader. Uh, of course, RagnarTheTrader.com is my main website. And uh, if you're in the Edmonton, Alberta area, I will be at the Edmonton Expo next weekend. And uh, even if there aren't any celebrities, I'm still super pumped to be there. Excellent. Yeah, I, I will be there Saturday. Uh, cool, so man. I will definitely see you there. I'm, I'm taking my daughter again. I was Excellent. gonna, I, like, I did buy the the weekend pass, but I'm like, eh, you know, like, if there had been more celebrities, I'll see. I might still go on Sunday. I'm still, it's still up well, in the air. Well, I, I don't know how likely this is, but there is still chances that they'll add more celebrities. That is true. That is There's true. A- Fortunately, also chances that they'll lose more celebrities. So yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be there Saturday. I'm gonna try and get everything done I can on Saturday. But if cool. if if I don't hit everything, maybe I'll come on Sunday. Because like I said, I got a weekend pass. Um, yeah, you got it. You might as well use it. Yeah. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Ragnar and I talk about stuff on Geek Fallout Reloaded. Hopefully we didn't get too political. Normally we don't go there, but we went there. Anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anywho, thank you for for listening. We really appreciate it, and we hope you'll come back in a couple weeks. And, yeah, we'll see you again in the not-too-distant future. 